Welcome to Calisthenics Podcast, where I explore the world of calisthenics from the perspective of a personal trainer. My name is Milo, and I can be reached at Croton Training on Instagram. In this podcast, I will describe three skills, the pullover, the L-sit, and the handstand. Exercises that specifically strengthen these positions will be explained, as well as progressions that ultimately lead to the full positions. I chose the pullover, the L-sit, and the handstand because I consider those to be good choices for first skills for various reasons that I will go into later on. Learning skills can be great motivation to keep training your strength and mobility, as you will see, but it should be noted that a solid base of foundational strength must be developed before trying any skills. If not, the journey into skill acquisition can be very frustrating and potentially dangerous. Train the basics. A pullover involves transitioning from a dead hang on a bar to a support position on top of the bar. This is achieved by raising your legs up and all the way over the top of the bar until your waist is resting on top of the bar, inverting your body in the process. As your legs continue to swing over the bar and back down towards the ground on the other side, your body will rotate upwards, at which point you will catch your position supported on top of the bar on straight arms to complete the movement. If you can do a pull-up and a hanging leg raise, you have the strength required to perform a pullover. That is why it is an excellent choice for a first skill. Few other skills have such simple prerequisites. If you are working towards your first unassisted pull-up, then a pullover could be selected as the next step after you achieve your first goal to keep you motivated in your training. In terms of technique, your first pullover can be done with bent knees. Tuck your knees in towards your chest as you pull with your arms, bending at the elbows. Continue to pull your knees up and try to get them as far over the bar as possible. Extend your legs and your arms to push yourself to the bar support position. If you get stuck at the part of the movement where you are still inverted with your legs over the bar, it is just a matter of pulling your hips a little bit further over the bar to get the tipping point. You may need to work more on pull-ups and rows. Once you master this step, you can work towards performing the pullover with your legs extended throughout, which can make it significantly harder. The next skill I will discuss is the L-sit. For most people, the L-sit will require more work than the pullover. Like many calisthenic skills, the L-sit is a static hold as opposed to the dynamic nature of the pullover. It involves holding your legs straight and horizontal whilst maintaining a straight arm support position, your body forming the L position with the bend at the hips. The position is often performed on parallel bars or parallettes, but can be performed on the ground or even on a straight bar. This is an excellent skill to learn to gauge straight arm strength, core strength, and a degree of lower body flexibility. These are all factors that will be helpful in learning harder skills later on. Advanced athletes often transition from L-sits to handstands or planche in P-bar flows and back again. Prerequisites for the L-sit are a strong L-hang and a strong support position. An L-hang involves forming the L-position whilst hanging from a bar. Strength for this position can be developed using hanging knee or leg raises. For some people, hamstring and or glute flexibility 
can limit your ability to get into the L position with straight legs, in which case regular stretching and active mobility can be used to make the position more easily attainable. To strengthen the support position, dips should be practiced with full range of motion, including completely straight arms at the top. Any form of the triceps extension exercise could be helpful as well. To strengthen the full L-sit position, leg raises can be performed in a support position on parallel bars, trying to work towards a pause at the top of each rep. Foundational strength, your strength to weight ratio, and your flexibility will all affect how quickly you can learn this skill. The floor variation will be more difficult for people with shorter arms and the straight bar variation is very challenging because of the balance factor. I recommend that you first learn that variation on a low bar with a mat behind you to protect you if you fall backwards. The third and final skill that I will mention is the handstand. Despite many children learning handstands and it being in this list of first skills, handstands are incredibly difficult. The reason that I thought them worth including on this list is threefold. Firstly, they will help to develop shoulder, straight arm strength and body alignment. They are a fun skill to practice and keep training motivation high. And thirdly, because it is worth learning early on that skill acquisition is usually not a simple linear process. Improving handstands is an ongoing process and you will have good days and bad days. Prerequisites for handstand training are a safe bailout technique, straight arm strength, mobile shoulders, and a good dish position. Before ever practicing handstands at a wall or freestanding, you need to know how you are going to bail out. So I highly recommend practicing the cartwheel out technique. This involves stepping forwards with one hand so that you can fall to that same side, landing on your feet, rather than falling straight over and landing on your head or back you should practice kicking up and bailing out until you can do it consistently before attempting to hold the full handstand. Your shoulders need to be mobile enough for you to hold your arms up straight to the ceiling without arching your back. A dish position has lower ribs pulled in and pelvis tilted posteriorly for tight core engagement. In the handstand, there are many factors to take into consideration and each one of the following will all need to be worked on individually. Your hands should grip the floor, with the underside of the knuckle at the base of the index finger pressed into the ground. This position should feel very active. It should first be practiced in a four-point position. It can also help to try a crow or frog stand to get a feel for how your hands and wrists can control your balance, a worthwhile auxiliary skill. The next component of the handstand to look at is the position of the rib cage. To ensure that your rib cage isn't tilted back too much, lower ribs flaring out and shoulders not flexed enough, film yourself mimicking the handstand position whilst lying on your back or stomach. Reach forwards with your hands overhead and engage your core and see how that aligns your rib cage. Then try that in a handstand against a wall, preferably face to the wall if you can safely get back out of that position. If you are unable to align your rib cage, you may need to spend some time working on shoulder mobility. Finally, engaging your glutes, quads and calves will help to top off a good handstand line. Think about reaching directly for the ceiling with your toes. Try against the wall and squeeze your legs together. 
I would just like to repeat that hand, rib cage, and leg position all need to be worked on separately, as well as the kick up and the bailout techniques. If you are working on the pullover, L-sit, or handstand, make sure to let me know on Instagram at Croton Training. I'd love to see your progress and help with any questions you might have. I am also in the process of starting outdoor calisthenics training, so if you are a Sydney cider and want a little bit of one-to-one -one direction, also contact me on Instagram at Croton Training or email me miles.of.croton at gmail.com. I love hearing from other calisthenics practitioners, so get in contact and tell me your story if that's you. Thanks for listening. I have been Milo and this has been Calisthenics Podcast.